for many of these workers is um, a validation of their humanity and their dignity, right? Because what they're asking in some of these bills are basic essential human beings' rights, right? The simple things, but for them, it's, it's extremely meaningful, right? Because this all started in conversations among them. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. When New York City shut down in March 2020, essential workers kept our city running. They risked their own safety to deliver food and other necessities to those quarantined at home. These same people, despite being praised for their resilience and bravery, were also some of the most vulnerable to exploitation. In fact, the pandemic intensified problems that delivery workers already faced, like low wages and poor conditions. As a delivery worker himself, Gustavo Ajache understands these problems firsthand. So he helped build an organization made up of mostly immigrant delivery workers to fight for rights and protections. The group is called Los Deliveristas Unidos. And in September, after the city council passed six bills addressing their concerns, they saw the first signs of real progress. Now, restaurants will be required to allow delivery workers to use their restrooms, and apps will be prohibited from soliciting a tip from customers unless they clearly state how much goes to the driver. Still, this is just the beginning. Today, I talked to Heldelin Colon Hernandez, the Director of Policy and Strategic Partnerships at Los Deliveristas Unidos, as well as Gustavo Ajeche, to learn more about what problems delivery workers face today and how, as neighbors, we can help. Before we begin, a quick message from our friends and sponsors at McKinsey & Company. Find out about the biggest ideas in business on McKinsey's Insights app, where you can listen to podcasts like our flagship show, The McKinsey Podcast. We're so not tuned in to the dynamic going on for the current employees. What matters to them most? Or watch our author talk series featuring law professor Dorothy A. Brown. 60% of Black college students don't graduate. And when I came across that statistic, I got so depressed and read lots of articles about, for example, The Next Normal, where you can learn about the coronavirus's latest impact on business. To hear, see, and read more, download McKinsey's Insights app now. Now, back to the show. Here's my conversation with Heldelin Colon Hernandez. Um, so would you mind introducing yourself for me um, and telling me a little bit more about the Liberistas Unidos? Um, my name is Hilda Colón. I'm the Director of uh, Policy and Strategic Partnerships uh, for Los Deliveristas. It's an organization formed by workers that is trying to achieve specifically to bring rights to the deliveristas or to the delivery industry, making sure about their humanities, recognize their dignity is recognized, and also fighting to making sure it's a better industry for all of them. So would you mind telling me a little bit more about how the organization came about, like how it got started? So many of the workers um, during the pandemic, right, for example, I don't know if you know Gustavo, he's actually the founder of the movement. Many of these workers, like him, for example, he works construction during the day, supplement, uh, do delivery, has two jobs, like many of the reality of many immigrant um, communities. 
were kind of like either lost or paused, a long pause of their work, and they needed to migrate it to somewhere, right? Because as many undocumented workers, they don't have no safety net, right? So the reality is that many of these workers actually saw the apps as an alternative because it was the only thing working. And many of these workers, I was the only one in the street that would congregate in the corners, right? Because the city was for their site, the city was empty, just the little workers going back and forth. Um, started to congregate, talking in the corners about, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this. I, I have not access to a bathroom. I have problems with my tips. The pay is not great. And then congregated in the corners or in the food pantry that many of them visited because they needed to supplement some of the income. And one of those food pantries actually was the Orchestra Project. Gustavo is a member. And I think those conversations migrated from me like, this is what I'm going through, to be like, no, we can do something about it, right? Like, if we get together, you dealing with the same issues that I'm dealing with. So I think that's how the Los Deliveristas started. Would it be safe to say that most some are undocumented? No, I think it's well recognized that they're undocumented, but there's a very fine line that we try to protect their identity and their situation because you know there is many layers to this. And it's just a reality of their survival, right? Many of them will tell you they will be able to love to have been citizens if they give them the opportunity, but it's not the reality. That's one of the things actually that it took a year for some of these workers actually to be comfortable about coming forward about some of their issues because they're like, well, if I complain, they're going to start looking to other stuff, right? And it's always been their fear. And not only that, they can be deactivated. And this is what um, some of the leaders like Gustavos and others, right? They were one of the first that been publicly saying, yes, they're not treating us as well, right? We do have problems. That's why I asked because, you know, that was one of my questions, like what are some of the things that prevent people from coming forward? Fear. Um, fear is, is it's kind of like at the forefront because they're like, right now there's, if they deactivate them, right? There's no path for them to get it back that work, right? And especially in this pandemic where many people have lost their job. They're like, at least I have something. It's not probably great, but I have a job. Yeah. And well, a bill just passed, a good step. Um, what are some of the things that you guys were asking for? And did that bill leave anything out? So there's six bills. There was a package of legislation that included six bills um, that address some of the issues that they confront on a daily basis, right? This was the first step. What, what this workers accomplish have never been done in the country. Independent workers have never been regulated in terms to establish a minimum working conditions and, and also don't have everything, right? There's just, just the first step of establishing a floor, right? And, and we're talking about as a basic as having access to a bathroom, right? As basic as that in 2021. So it's established basic frameworks. And do it cover everything? Absolutely not. Bike thefts of making sure that the NYPD investigate these cases about robberies, accidents, bike thefts. You cannot legislate that, right? We have lost 10 delivery workers among this year or to the date, and 10 of these delivery workers died during work, right? Doing deliveries. So we need to find compensation and projections at the state level because they're the only one that have authority to compensate them when they got into an accident. Can you reiterate some of the issues that the delivery workers go through on a daily basis? 
I think the issue, the issue of distance is a big problem. When we and the legislation, one of the legislation tried to address that, right? When we order from the app, you assume the gentleman is coming close by. Right. The reality is not that many of these workers, the apps are sending are coming from Brooklyn to deliver something in Manhattan. Right. I'm coming from Manhattan to deliver something in Bronx. Right. And there, these apps are expecting that they complete these orders in a in a ridiculous amount of time, and and that triggers an effect. That's where we see so many accidents. Right. That's where we see so many fatalities because many of them are like, I have to hurry up to make sure that I get there because I don't get there. I will penalize me, right? But then the customer will get frustrated with me because I'm there late, right? And that's where they rush because those $3 that that customer gave us a tip for the workers, it's a life difference, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, now that the, the bills have passed, I mean, what are the next steps? And to like, what will this mean for the delivery workers? So for delivery workers, and you will talk to Gustavo himself, um, it's, 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 it's a, something that they feel accomplished because they were able to achieve, right? Like um, they feel proud because people are recognize them, right? Delivery workers have been on the shadows for so long, right? Like there's a recognition about their work. There's a value about their work. And I think some of these bills for many of these workers is also um, a validation of their humanity and their dignity, right? Because what they're asking in some of these bills are basic essential human beings' rights. For what is next, um, the first step of many uh, is the implementation of the laws. That's what we're really focusing on because laws can be in the books, but they're not implemented or they're not working, right? So their workers are gonna be working with the Department of Consumer Affairs, to make sure how the implementation is going to take place. But it's also um, a lot of education. 65,000 workers kind of like are going to wake up when new rights are they didn't have before. And that's going to take a lot of education about what's your right, what happened if that right got violated. And then what is the recourse that I have to make sure that I make whole when my right was violated, right? So it's, it's a whole process. What do you think delivery workers would want New Yorkers to know right now? I will tell you, I think it's, it's that it's like to support them, I think uh, to highlight some of the issues, the issue of transparencies, many of them struggle with that to be like, if, if you can, I know many of the workers will be like, if you can tip them on cash, um, if you, many of the people that use the apps, um, if you don't have cash and make sure like stop them and say, hey, I, can you make sure that you receive the tip that I send you? And, and that's also give them access to interact with the customers so you can meet them, but also to make sure that those, those $2, as I said, for them means the work to them. Next, Gustavo Ajeche, the co-founder of Los Deliveristas Unidos. Ajeche came to the United States from Guatemala with his wife, leaving behind two children. He's a food delivery worker by day and a construction worker in the evening. He needs both jobs to support his family. Simultaneously, he's continuing to build the Los Deliveristas Unidos group to fight for his fellow essential workers. I asked Ajeche about the issues he faces that led him to advocacy. One of the experiences that I have had is that people deny you access to a bathroom. And sometimes, pitifully, you have the same Latino restaurant management that tells you, no, you can't get in. 
Even though others can enter the bathroom, they only tell you it is just for customers or that it is out of order. But if you're working for them too by delivering their food. So that's kept giving me strength and kept motivating me to fight to get where we are today. I think what we always ask for is dignity, because sometimes people are abrupt, grotesque, and they snatch away the food and blame it on you that maybe the food came late or cold, but often it's not the fault of the food delivery worker. What I would ask of New Yorkers is to have compassion. Many of the times when the food is late, most of the time it is not the fault of the delivery man. It is the restaurant or it is the application that is giving you two or three orders and they give you the order of how to deliver meals. What I'm asking for is compassion and to value the work of the food delivery worker. As Ajeche said, a little compassion goes a long way. And if you take away anything from these conversations, I hope it's that. Acknowledge the person who brings dinner to your door. Ask them how they're doing. Thank them. Tip them. The bills passed by city council were a good first step towards building protections for delivery workers. But there's still so much more to be done. One of the biggest issues the bill fails to address is that delivery workers are classified as independent contractors. This means they're not eligible for workers' comp, or unemployment. This is why Los Delivristas Unidos is continuing to fight, and you can follow and support their work by donating through their website and following them on social media. You can find all of these links in our show notes. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Caravica. You can find more of their music on their website, linked to in our podcast description.